This show is dedicated to Carmen Natal. Well, first of all, I want to thank you, Willie, for uh, being on the show. I know that it's it's time consuming; everybody's busy, but here we are once more, man. So I appreciate it, bro. I don't think no one's really doing something like this, so it's, it's unique, and I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, saludo, mi gente. What's going on, now? What's going on, bro? Hey, welcome <laughs> back to another Sunday. What would a PK say? Sunday. Yeah, man, another another old friend, man, and I, I really appreciate his time, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. I'm gonna ask the both of you. Well, let me ask. Let me ask you, Willie. Do you have a passage joke? I don't have a passage joke. Don't. No. How you don't have a passage joke, man? Uh, no, you got a, you got a passage joke. Finally. Yeah. Yes. So you ready for this one? It's in, it's in Spanish, though. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, spill it. Había un hombre que fue a volar por la primera vez. Estaba bien nervioso, bien nervioso. So cuando entra en el avión se sienta y ve la 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 señora que trabaja en el avión le dice, mira, este este es mi primera vez y, y estoy bien nervioso y, y Yo quería saber, y si este avión va y se cae y, y chocamos, ¿dónde, ¿por dónde es que vamos a salir? Y ya viene y le dice en la noticia. You know you like that one. You know you like that one. <laughs> wow. Willie, it's been such a long time that the last time I saw you, you didn't see me because you were up front being ordained to be the youth pastor in your church. Yeah, dude, that's right. Yeah. You were there. That meant a lot, man. I meant a lot that you yeah. was there. It was around this time, right? Yeah, um, around, yeah, November. Yeah, November. Yeah. End of November after Thanksgiving, I think it was. Yeah, so that was pretty, that was pretty cool to see you and your brother Isaac. I think he got ordained as a deacon. You got ordained yeah. as the youth pastor. So that, that says a lot because it says you're a person who's been through a lot, have experienced a lot, but most of all, most importantly, your relationship with God and the ministry that God has called you has been evident to your senior pastor and to the elders of your church to put in confianza in you to be the youth pastor. So being that you're the youth pastor, I know you see a lot of kids that probably remind you of yourself. So I'm going to ask you, what would you tell your 15-year-old self? My 15-year-old self, you know, just warn them about the choices. Um, a lot of people like to call them mistakes, but I honestly think uh, it should be labeled as choices because that's the choices that we choose in life. If I could go back in time, I'd just tell them, you know, don't go this way. Don't hang out with this person. Control yourself. Behave yourself because a lot of the choices you're about to make will have lifelong results. And I believe that even as a, as a man of God or a pastor or Christian that anyone can be, God can forgive us, but the choices we make, we can still pay for them. It's something we have to man up to and just take it, but know that God has been graceful with us. But I would just tell my 15-year-old self to just, you know, take it easy. Not try that drink and not try that smoke, not try that things that I wish I could go back and, and listen more to your parents, listen more to, to the Word of God and the Bible, pray more. Life, I think, would, would have been a little easier when in that sense. I know we all have our spiritual battles, 
but I think life would have been a lot easier. I think that you would, he would not see the inside of a jail. He would never see the backseat of a police car. I hope he would listen to me too, because I think we were kind of hard-headed to the point that we did what we wanted to because we were tired of being told what to do. But one of my favorite movies is Back to the Future. Now as an adult, I wish there was a time machine so I can go back and talk to myself and tell myself to you know, do the right thing. And love, love your mom harder and your dad harder. Respect them more. Hold on to them tighter. I think what this year has taught us, even for me since last year, is not everything lasts forever. We got to hold them tighter because you never know. So I think I would tell myself that. Well, I like, I like what you started off with, choices and mistakes, but you said you really call them choices. And it just comes to mind something that my pastor just recently said at, at one of the Bible studies, Nobelto Torres Jr. from Lefuyo City Church in New Brunswick, New Jersey. What a plug. Yeah, what, what a plug, plug bro. <laughs> bro, that plug was ill. It was like I ran right into it. <laughs> but um, something he said, which goes along the lines of what you said, is that mistakes... He doesn't really like to hear, oh, I made a mistake. He doesn't like to hear you made a mistake when it's when it looks like and everyone sees that it was really a choice. Mistakes aren't planned. Choices are. So we like to we like to use the blanket of saying, ah, oh, it's a mistake, ah, oh, it's a mistake. But in reality, you took time to think about it. You took time and you knew which route you was going. And you weighed out all the consequences and you were willing to see, you know what, I could probably hide it and get away with it. And then eventually, like we said, it's lifelong, man. We're older now, and there's things that I'll speak for myself. There's things that I'm still dealing with from choices I made when I was younger. And I thank God for those that are around me that I love, that have been a great support to me. I thank God for my spiritual parents, for my own parents, for my wife, for my therapist, for psychologists. That's another plug, but I ain't going to give the name. So I like that. Really think about what you're doing. Because my, the choices you make, you can't come back and say, oh, it was a mistake. No, it wasn't a mistake. My my pastor, Edward Ramirez, from Harvest Outreach Ministries in Patterson, New Jersey. Damn, put the street seven. address. <laughs> Another plug. Can I get what? 12% out of that, bro? Come on. H-O-M. Um, <laughs> so my, uh, my pastor has a saying that he says, when people give you an excuse, it's just a lie with an explanation. Mm. So it was like that because mm. you plan it out. It's just an excuse. I thank God uh, for the pastors that we have in the church I'm at. They've instructed us. They've, they've given us great teaching. When I first got to um, HOM, it was about seven years ago. I was a lost, lost soul. You know, I left Florida because I needed to, to save my marriage. I needed to save myself. I needed to reconnect with God and, and reconnect with men of God that would inspire me to go go on. I mean, I was at my dad's church and I love my dad in his church. I love my dad. But at that moment, the church was just being opened up and growing. And there was not a lot for me to do there in a the sense of the way I was um, living my life. And when I heard God's voice, and I can say I heard God's voice for the first time in my heart, telling me to leave back to New Jersey. And I left my house. I left my good job. You know, I started out my, my church as cleaning the church. I started a group uh, ministry, which we cleaned the church. And I did it for about two and a half to three years. During that time, I also became the photographer. During that time, I started working with the youth ministry, with a youth pastor that was there at that time. I found out something about myself and I love to serve. 
I enjoy serving. I enjoy serving the man of God. I enjoy serving people in the church. I just love to serve God's people. I started working for TBN and um, I started as a photographer there, then went to producing some of the shows, to still producing the show. My wife and I, our marriage started working out. God started doing miracles in our marriage, in our life, in our kids. We ended up going to Valor Christian College in Ohio, um, Rob Parsley, Pastor Rob Parsley's um, ministry, and, and it's a accredited college. My wife and I did two years there, graduated as a valedictorian, and my wife as a solidatorian. And it was with a pastoral degree. I'm the first one to tell you that I never wanted to be a pastor. I, I never thought I would be a pastor. I always thought I was going to be the guy in the back. Growing up as a pastor's kid, you saw the stuff that your parents go through, the pain, the hurt, the tears, the nights, the sleepless nights. And I knew it because I would, I would watch them. And I used to tell God, I don't want to be a pastor, dude. No one respects my parents. You know, they only respect them or like them when they need something from them. When it's a done deal, you know, my parents don't exist until the next time they need something. And um, you would see everyone that was in need, my dad helped out. But when my dad was in need, no one would help out. It was just like, what's going on here? I can't live like that. My my parents never owned a house. They never owned a car, like under their name or nothing like that. It was always hand-me-downs because they always gave everything to to the church, to the ministry. Now at 40 years old, I can say that I understand the love and the passion my parents had or have. You love people. You want to see them go to heaven. You want them to see, see them serve the Lord. You want to see them prosper in the Lord. It's just a passion you have for that. And it's honestly loving people and serving. And I think that's what I've been doing for the last seven years at my church, Harvest Outreach Ministries in Patterson, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's, we go. that's a double plug right there. Yeah, no, but in my, we have our youth ministry and it's um, we named it Generation Outcast. We named it Outcast because some of us have felt like that in life. We're outcasts in our own church, outcast in life. Christ was outcasted by his own people called the Generation Outcast. So that's our youth ministry. We've been um, leading the youth for about four years now. Um, I've learned a lot. I learned that youth ministry is the hardest ministry in the church. I don't care what nobody says. To get their attention is very difficult. You know, they have a lot of emotional problems and issues that we go through. A lot of them I went through when I was growing up. I vowed to um, help these young people um, not go through the same thing and really rely on God and trust God on everything. So about four years now, and I got my wife who, who's um, right by my side, and she's amazing and helps me out. My kids are involved, and God has just been, you know, working with us. That's dope, man. I'm glad that, that you've taken the steps to, to becoming a person to listen to youth, a person to help youth, using your experiences to help them out. And that's, that's something that's pretty commendable, bro. So speaking for all that youth thank you man yeah thank you for for doing that thank you for taking your time for that and it's not easy bro it's not easy working with anybody because everybody has their own little thing going on in their brain and it's very important for youth to understand a little bit or try to at least try to understand what they do in the present is gonna echo in their future that's commendable bro and, and i really i really appreciate that even though i'm not part of the youth that you're leading i was a youth and and we do at that point we do need somebody to look up to and, and we do need somebody to to help us out even if it's just listening so thanks bro. i myself went through a lot as a kid so 
in, in short, I know what it is to also be taken advantage of as a kid. You know, I've dealt with kids that are abused. I see the effects of what things like that do in the life of a young person because they become very curious after that. And um, these are things that later on in life can affect you if, if that person hasn't opened up to someone and, and revealed it to them so they can get some restoration. And I think I, I kept it a secret for so many years that it affected my life, in, you know, especially in the sense of relationships. And a lot of these young men and young women, especially, that go through things like that, I've dealt with them and, um, you know, they needed to be healed. They needed to, things like that affect people uh, along the way if it's not, they're not expressing it or finding someone to help them, even through prayer and, and just counseling. So we do a lot of that too. Sometimes we don't understand why we go through the things that we go through. But I thank God for everything I've gone through, even even my, my wrong choices, because right now we can use them for testimony, you know, to give example. And again, to help these young people not make the same wrong choices. There was a time that I was, I think I was so angry, like some of these young people that I hated God to the point that I hated God and did not want to know nothing about church because I was so hurt. Because I think a lot of pastors, kids, especially get hurt within the church. They always expected us to be perfect. They always expected us to be like our dad or our mom. And I was that kid that would get hit in church by the deacon or something. They would hit us. That pushed me away from church as well because they always did. They wanted us to be a certain way. I think I've taken that into my present life and make sure that my kids don't feel that way. Mm. That they feel that they're part of the ministry, but they're allowed to make mistakes, but they're allowed to be open with us. You know, I got great kids, so I would try to just make sure that the door is open to honesty and they can be safe. My kids are like that, you know, and um and I try to do the same thing with the kids in our church. So my kids all the time in church, as long as it's not you trying to commit suicide or you're hurting yourself, that's something I would have to talk to your parents about. But anything else we can talk about and, and we can work it out. Yeah, youth ministry is um, it's it's a lot complicated than working with adults. It's an experience itself. A fun fact, I was just reading, I think it was about three days ago. So it was just reported that Generation Z has outnumbered the baby boomers. So on the earth, there's more Generation Zs than baby boomers, which was the largest generation on earth. So that's wow. between ages 11 to 25. And what's cool about that is that they're also the smartest generation because mo most of them are educated and going like out of high school, they're going into college. So out of all the generations that are on earth right now, that's what I've read. Now, don't quote me. I'm not a professional. I don't know. I read it. I found it cool. And I was like, it's interesting, man. And I guess with this, with this, I'll end. There's a lot of options out there. Not only is there a lot of options, because we could probably say there was a lot of options in our time too. But today and age, it's, it's more accessible than what it was to us. So it's easier for them to to drift a certain way. So that's why it's awesome, you know, it's awesome the fact that, like we started off saying, you know, that you're a family man, you got children, you left Florida as you testified, you left Florida for the, for your better. And by you leaving Florida, you came to Jersey, not realizing that what was in God's plan was for you to be the youth pastor at home in Patterson, New Jersey. That's a plug. And you're leading Generation Outcast. 
and that's amazing, you know. And not not only you, but you're doing it with your wife. Like some of you said, I believe you mentioned. I was writing notes. I was trying to keep up with you. You're saying so much. You said like you've opened that door not only for them but also for your kids. So it's like you're showing them. Listen, I'm in ministry, but you're important too. I'm devoting my time to you, and don't ever feel that the door is only open for the generation outcast. You're my child. And you know, dude, it's it's all it's always awesome, man, to catch up with good friends, old friends, friends in the ministry. Yeah, man, Willie, thanks for passing by, bro. I really appreciate it. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the show, and don't forget to subscribe. 